Welcome to the show, everyone. I think we're going to pump the brakes right there. It's my good friend, uh, the Dramatics, with uh, just shopping, not buying anything. I kind of thought I'd play that one to begin the show since we're going to be talking about uh, one of the oldest subjects known to man, uh, love, relationships, and family, and how it affects us in our everyday living and so on and so forth and all the crazy stuff that comes along with that. We have an expert guest today that's going to be enlightening us, and I know I have some questions, and maybe she might be able to help fix me even. So this is our, since our guests have arrived, uh, Miss Allison Blackman Dunham, are you with us? I am, Lamont. I was listening to the dramatics, too, and kind of blitzing out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what made me, I don't know what made me go there, but it kind of made me think about, you know, relationships and stuff today, and it's like um, not quite how it used to be back in the day. It seemed like people are in this digital age we're in, you know, they turn them on and turn them off just as quickly. <laughs> You know what? It, it the way that we connect with people is different, but the emotions are the same. I always say that heartbreak Bombay is the same as in Brooklyn. You know, we 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 culturally we 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 handle things differently when it comes to love and relationships, but the feelings that we have are all the same. They're universal. So. Mm-hmm. And I, I I totally agree. Uh, Ms. Dunham, give me a second and let me introduce you, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, today we have Allison Blackman Dunham, who's, an, who's also known as Advice Sister Allison and the Advice Sisters. She's a writer, photographer, online advice columnist, and a consultant. And she's an author and a whole bunch of other stuff, but I'm going to let her tell you about that. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, her focus is on beauty, fashion, lifestyle, travel, uh, tech, that's a good thing, and food, I love to eat too, spirits and entertainment, because <laughs> I won't have a woman if she don't know how to make me a Viana casserole with some chitlin dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me sound um, better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've been online since well, 1998. <laughs> I've been online a very long time dispensing advice on a lot of all sorts. Uh, but I started out with my twin sister uh, doing wedding advice and dating advice. And we were on Love at AOL, if anybody's old enough to remember that. And it was like standing in the middle of a virtual circle of 10,000 people yelling things at you. But we were twin sisters, the genuine twins. And uh, so they called us the advice sisters and it stuck so <laughs> um, she's no longer with us she passed away tragically but um, I kept the name we're a U.S. registered trademark the site's been online since 1998 so uh, we wrote a lot of books together and I'm advice sisters although I'm one person <laughs> so that's kind of my little oh, okay. you know dog and pony show about that wow yeah I'm sorry to hear about your sister I know that was it was a long time ago, actually. Yeah. You know, but she's, you know what? I, I still feel like she's always with me. Um, and we used to do this kind of double take head and heart 
practical and and emotional. You know, how would we answer these questions in, in two ways? And it's a signature. And although I I stopped doing it for a long time because I I just couldn't do it. I was grief stricken and my partner was gone. My best friend, my twin sister, my co-author, and my business partner. Um, in the last couple of years, I've teamed up with a male partner, and we have a new website. Advice Sisters is still online, but now it's it's beauty, fashion, lifestyle, et cetera, and we give that kind of advice. And we have leatherandlaceadvice.com where we use that signature kind of two answers for every question, Q&A, and leatherandlaceadvice.com is a relationship and intimacy advice site. I do it with my partner, Anthony Sabatini, and we, we kind of do it like his perspective and, uh, and her perspective because men and women think so differently about how to solve relationship problems. Sure I mean, that men, I'm sure, sure as a guy, you think about things very differently than a lot of the women that you know. Definitely. That is definitely, definitely the truth. Um, well, Ms. Dunham, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you come to do what you do. <laughs> well, I think everybody's got at least one book in them, and um, <laughs> I, I'm not a regist- I'm not a doctor. I'm not a registered psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm someone who did a lot of dating, and I guess you know, I have a PhD in the School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> so when I wrote my first book, which was Recruiting Love, Using the Business Skills You Have to Find the Love You Want, um, I used all of the experiences I had in that book. And and I don't exactly know how I ended up writing advice online, to be honest. I was recruited by a career advice site to write career advice, but I see dating and a, a, a search for work and a search for love as very similar things. I mean, when you think about it, you, have to, you know, you're being judged and there's a lot of rejection and, you know, you can, it, it, it's a process, process of elimination as well as selection in both cases. So when I wrote this first book, I already had a background in career advice and I've been, I've been writing you know, then my sister and I just started writing wedding advice. I mean, I, it's so long ago, I can't exactly remember where that pivotal moment was where we said we're going to do this, but people always asked for our opinions, and we gave them. And um, we've helped people all over the world. We've written advice columns for every culture um, that you can think of because, again, culturally, people saw relationship questions very differently even though as I started out saying the emotions are the same so um, you know we, we're kind of if not everybody can be an advice columnist everybody can give advice to a friend but when you're working with people you don't know you have to be very careful that you don't put your own biases into it so I think it's, it's, it's a skill you know you just you, you have to have that kind of personality to be able to do that. And fortunately for me, um, I've, <laughs> I like to think that I've helped a lot of people and I've never had any complaints. Um, I'm not a doctor. And I, I say that right up front. This is not the kind of advice I give is not a substitute for, you know, a mental health professional. It's, it's common sense advice. And sometimes people just need <laughs> a little push in the right direction. Most people are pretty smart and they kind of know what they should do or what they think they should do, but they need a little validation. 
to get there. So that's kind of what I, I do. I help them see the forest for the trees. Uh, I, I've had a guest on the show that once said that common sense wasn't common, so um, that's where the push comes from. Yeah, I think that's, that's partially true. Um, and also, quite honestly, particularly on leather and lace, and particularly nowadays where there's so much media being thrown at you, people want to know that they're normal, you know, that what they're thinking or they're feeling or what they want to do in their intimate lives isn't crazy, that other people are having similar issues. And so I think, you know, that's part of what we do as well. I have a question, too, but I want to ask you this one first because I've been thinking about this question that I want to ask you all night, but I'm going to ask you this one first. Why the name uh, Leather and Lace Advice? Leather and Lace Advice, oh, that's really kind of a simple one. Um, it sounds provocative, but basically our website is not a porn site. It's It's got some racy things on it, but nothing that a, that a – a sophisticated teenager, teenager above couldn't read. My husband loves Stevie Nicks. I've been married to my husband 26 years. So to please him, I picked the song Leather and Lace by Stevie Nicks that she did with Don Henley, and I used it as the name of the website. And then also because in the song she sings, give to me your leather and I'll give you my lace. I think that's kind of the philosophy of what our his and her advice is like. Um, because, again, men and women think very differently, and they solve problems very differently. And every time Tony writes an answer, I think to myself, I never would have solved a problem that way. It's like looking at the other side's playbook. So, yes, it sounds racy, but honestly, I hate to disappoint you, Lamont. <laughs> it's just the title of the, of the, of the Stevie Nicks song. Okay. Okay. Well, here's mine that I've been pondering you know, because I've, I've had this show for like nine years, and we've talked to other people in regards to relationships. And and one thing that I have not been able to come to grips with, and I'm always, people always ask me this, when it comes to relationships, I've always wondered, is there a, a, a um, how do I want to say this, like a measuring stick or a yardstick or a ruler or a standard for someone to say whether or not, that um, they have a normal relationship. I don't think there's. It seems like everybody. It seems like normal. everybody's normal is not normal. That's a really uh, good question, and I'm not sure I have an easy answer. How long did you say well, the show was? <laughs> well, the, 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 the reason the reason I asked that because I had this one lady call into the show uh, one time, and, and she said like, if if her man didn't pop her upside the head at least once a month, she didn't feel like she was loved. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, to others that may sound dysfunctional, but to, I guess to her that well, was normal. So is well, there? Well, I I would not say, normal? yeah. I would not say that any any kind of physical violence is normal, um, or or but but again, I mean, if that's what floats your boat and it's not hurting anyone else, and it's what you the two of you really agree on, mutually agree on, I guess that it's it's I, I reluctantly say that it's okay. I mean, one of the things that I really feel is that with, for relationships to be good, you have to banish the shoulds. In other words. 
there are lots of outside influences on relationships, and it stresses them. People have expectations of you as a couple, and they want to impose them on you. So, uh, for instance, you know, if, if, if society thinks that it's not a good idea to do BDSF or to, um, I don't know, punch someone in the arm, but that's something that you agree on as a couple that you want to do, then it's normal for you and it's okay for you. And it, it's nobody's business but your own to do that. So in answer to your question, I guess anything goes as long as it's agreeable to the couple and it truly is agreeable to both parties. Now that sounds you know. like that makes sense because I have the same somewhat of an attitude that it, I don't have to accept it and it doesn't have to be normal to me, but if it floats your boat and it don't bother me, who am I to judge, you know? That's your thing. Well, what you do behind your closed door, as long as it's mutual, I mean, I think the thing to remember is not to let others guilt you into having the relationship they think you should have, because when you're in a relationship, you're two unique people in an exclusive pairing, and you don't have to make your relationship conform to someone else's idea of what it should be. As long as it works for you, that's all that matters. I mean, for instance, this is not quite the same thing, but I have... I, I've often done weddings. I've ordained minister. I can do these weddings. And I've heard two eager parents run up to a new bride right at the wedding reception and say, when are you going to give me grandchildren? You know, this woman may be ready right away or maybe not for a long time or not at all. But now she feels pushed, you know, and I think that's not fair. That, that, that makes her want to have to conform to someone else's idea of what her relationship is. And it's between her and her husband, what they do, not her mother-in-law, not her best friend, not her colleagues at work. So banishing, banishing the shoulds makes it normal enough. Um, I, but I really think if it comes to someone getting hit upside the head, it's probably, you know, I would question that one. <laughs> <laughs> but if it works for that couple, I guess it's okay. Well, I think society at large is actually guilty of of judging people's relationships based on what they see on uh, TV or in the media. Oh, very much so. I mean, you know, all you have to do is turn on any look at any video, and 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 it's. You know, I, I feel sorry for people who are young, really young today, who are getting all these kind of crazy messages about what they think love is and what they think, you know, they should look like and they should act like, um, because I think that it puts a lot of pressure on people. Um, I don't know, I don't know who's listening to the show, and I don't know how deeply into the sexual nature of things you want to get, but I would say that on Leather and Lace we get a lot of questions. From both men and women uh, who have seen things on websites or, or have been asked to do things that, that somebody else has seen on a website or seen it in a porn movie or read in a book, and they don't want to do it. But, you know, <laughs> these images are all around them, and they'll say, well, you know, is this like something that I, I should really be doing? Or they've been asked to do some sort of act that doesn't work out the way it looks in the movie because in a movie they have lights and cameras and they could stop the action and they can edit the film in real life. 
let's say that you're in your bedroom with your mate, you know, your partner, and the baby's crying in the other room, or the dirty dishes are in the sink, or you've got a headache. It it never looks like it does in the movie. And then someone's bound to be disappointed that people have developed unreal, unrealistic expectations of what relationships should be from romance novels, from porn, porn, from all these other things. And, you know, you kind of have to dial it back to real and authentic. Right. So and that I probably th- means I'm too so that probably means I'm too old to be trying to do it in the back seat, right? Don't answer that question. <laughs> you don't. Don't, don't, don't answer that. <laughs> don't you dare. You're never too old to <laughs> do something in the back seat, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> don't, do, don't you dare answer that question. <laughs> of elimination, not selection. What does that mean? Yeah, when most people think that if you go on dates, you are going to be selected or you select someone. But in fact, if you really consider it, you need to find the one person that you want that wants you back just as much. Somebody that's got your goals and the similar goals and similar ideals and a similar lifestyle and philosophy on life. Um, What you end up doing when you're dating is going out with a lot of people to find that one person, which means by absolute default, you're deleting all those people who don't have that till you get to the one that does pretty much like a job search, honestly. So, um, so it isn't a process of selection, it's a process of getting rid of all of the people who might be kind of right or not right at all, or maybe you thought they were right, but then they turned out not to be till you get to the one that is. So it's a process of elimination. And if you think of it that way, it's less ego deflating because every time you come home from a date and it hasn't worked out, you could say, well, that's, that's another one I know is, you know, I've learned something from this and now I'm closer to the yes. I'm closer to finding the one I want because you, if you don't know exactly what you're looking for, you know, Princess Charming or Prince Charming can walk right by you and you'll never notice them because nobody comes in the form that you think they will. There's no such thing as a perfect person for you. So what you have in your mind as the person you want is probably not really the person you want. <laughs> So it's a process of elimination until you get to the right one. I was just going to ask that question because I've had several friends over the course of my lifetime that actually uh, have, you know, become stuck on stupid, as as I like to say. And this is male Mm -hmm. and female. You know, they would would, uh, see or date uh, a certain body type and, and, they keep ending up with the same type of females or males. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. The names change, but they keep ending up with the same type of people. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. I always say that you need to know your three must-haves and your three non-negotiables before you go out there. Because if you ask somebody what they're looking for, the first thing they're going to do is say good-looking or hot car or 
sexy legs or whatever. But that's not really in the long run what people want. I mean, underneath it all are the things that don't change. Like, do we share the same views on religion? Do we want children? Um, Where do we want to live? How do we spend money? Um, You know, do we like the same kinds of things? Um, And, you know, those are not the first things that generally come up, but they should be. And if you know what those things are, the body types start to be less important. Uh, (laughs) You know, then you start, you start, you might, look for a type, but if that type doesn't have what you're looking for, you're going to start looking, you'll, you'll date smarter because you'll start to realize that if you, if you look for a and get result B and result B continually is disappointing, you're not going to continue to look for a, you know, you'll go to C where you might get a better result. So, you know, you need to, you need to know before you really start dating what you're really looking for, and it's not a body type. And that's so important because we see it over and over again. You know, people keep coming up the same type of drama in their relationships, yeah. and you look back and you say, well, what's changed? The only thing that changed is the person's name, that they're with characteristics, you know, it's the same thing, you know. Well, it depends on how old you are, too. If you're just starting out, if you're like in your 20s, let's say, you're still, you could date a lot of people, you're still learning about yourself. If you're over 40, let's say, and you're still making the same mistakes, you need to stop and think about your history. And, you know, what have I done? Why do I keep, let's look at the people I've dated and why they didn't work out. You can pretty much start to see a pattern, you know, and, and, and if you don't break that pattern, they're going to be a lonely, frustrated person for a long time. But most people, when they put on paper, it's very clear to see what, what the issues are. And most people can make a change. I think that the people who make long-term good relationships are people who really want to make them. Like, they're motivated to do it. You know, they're not looking for the short haul. They're looking for the long haul. And I should say, Lamont, that people look better, get better looking as you get to know them. So the person who, let's say, the woman who you don't, you don't think is all that good-looking when you first meet her gets better looking as you start to fall in love with her. So <laughs> you start to see her now quality. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's definitely powerful. And basically what you were just saying leads us right into the uh, our, our next question for you. Uh, what are your top tips for keeping a long-term relationship or a relationship strong? Well, I have a whole bunch of them, but I don't know how much time we have left. Um, I think you got the first 30 one. Minutes. I have thirty you minutes. Got 30 okay. I have twelve minutes. tips. <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> We're having a good time here. <laughs> I yes, think the ma'am. most important thing is that you really have to be motivated to make a relationship work. In other words, you can't give up on it when things get tough. And in this day and age where everything is disposable, people get busy, they get upset with each other, they break up. If, you know, you can't isolate and separate from one another. You have to actively work to be together. That's once you're in a relationship. So, you know, just when things get tough, you can't say, I'm out of here. You have to stick around. Um, you know, I think that's really important. The second thing is that nobody is, you're never going to find your, a partner who's the carbon copy of you. And if you did, why would you want that person? How boring is that? But you need to respect somebody, somebody's dances. 
So you belong with each other, but not to each other. You're not going to agree on everything all the time. Nobody does. So what do you do when you don't see eye to eye? Um, You have to remember that you've got a mutual bond with someone, and you don't have to believe the same thing. I mean, my husband and I, for instance, uh, our politics are very different. You know, and I don't, I don't like his politics, but I respect that he has an opinion that's different than mine, and it's okay. Um, I also think that if one partner is always right and always wins the argument, then the relationship loses because no one's perfect all the time. We make mistakes. Uh, you have to learn to forgive if somebody tells you something that you didn't want to hear, some bad news about you know your partner tells you, then you at least have to cut them some slack for being honest. You know you have to be respectful of all that they are, not just this one thing that's upset you. So right. those are the first. Those are my top tips actually. Um, I, there are some that really don't cost any money at all, and I think they're really important. For instance, be on time. There's nothing that's more annoying than saying you're going to be somewhere to meet your partner or your girlfriend or whatever, and then you don't show up. It's like the ultimate rude behavior. What it says is my time's more important than yours, and I'm more important than you, and it's a real relationship killer. Um, That's probably one you didn't expect, but being on time doesn't cost anything. Just do it. Um, One that also... Little gestures mean a whole lot. So, you know, everybody thinks about a grand gesture, the car, the diamond ring, the, you know, the big ticket items that you give someone to show how much you love them. But the grand gestures don't count if, let's say you've just had a fight. So just one harsh, angry word or gesture can ruin all of that, all of it. So if your partner gives you an expensive gift and then says something nasty or you have a fight later on, that gift just totally loses its sparkle. Just remember when you said something, it's out there forever. There's no delete button, you know, in in your life. Uh, So a hug, a kiss, a touch, a kind word, a smile, all of these things all the time show the person that you love that you care about them and that you appreciate them and they don't cost anything. You know, you don't have to buy a car to say I love you. What about uh, procrastination in relationships? Uh, Procrastination in terms of making a commitment or procrastination in terms of taking out the garbage? (laughs) They're a little different. Um, Well, kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like all the same, you know, isn't it? When people have a procrastination, uh, a way that they just, that's kind of like how they are. I'm going to, I'll do it, but it's always a later, and and then the later something else occurs, and then something else happens, and that gets put off, and then there's a constant thing. It's a difference, there's a difference between being, well, I, I, Lamont, I, there's a difference between being disrespectful of somebody's requests, needs, wishes, desires, and just being lazy or being a commitment phobe. That's what I'm saying. It's a complicated question you asked. You didn't think so, but it is. Um, if, you are a procrastinator, if you're a procrastinator in terms of asking someone to move in with you 
or have a child with you or marry you or anything like that, you're probably a commitment phobe. And that's a whole different level of procrastinator. You know, that usually has to do with fear, you know, or, or some other kind of emotional block. On the other hand, if you, if the person you're with says, I'd like you to take out the trash, let's see, we'll just take an easy one. I'd like you to put the dishes in the sink and you say, I'll get around to it. And then you don't. Um, it really depends on how the, the question was asked. Women tend to nag and men tend to shut down when they are nagged. So they'll say, yes, yes, I'll do it. And what they're really thinking is, not in a month of Sundays am I ever going to do this thing. And you can nag me all you want, but I'm going to be hostile, and I'm not going to do it. Um, so I always tell women that they have to find a way around that. When a man says, I'm, I, you know, don't nag me, they mean it. I mean women, too. Um, however, there are also people that are just plain lazy. You know, and they say they'll get around to it, and then they get distracted. Um, <laughs> those people are the hardest to deal with because you have no choice but to remind them. And reminding them could be looked as nagging. Um, but, you know, uh, under the circumstances, you have to choose your battles wisely then. So if you're with someone who's a procrastinator for real because they're just one of these too many thoughts in their head or too much going on, or you've asked too much of them, then you really have to pick the things you want them to do. And if you can do the dishes yourself, you do them. But if it's something like we have to do the taxes or we have to plan our next vacation, then you have to pin them down. Got it. And that makes a whole lot of sense. Let me throw this out there real quick, Allison, for the listeners that just joined us. If you'd like to join the conversation, please press number one on your phone, and we'd like be glad to have you have your questions. And uh, maybe we might be able to save you for some unnecessary headaches somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I love getting questions on the fly. <laughs> so I call in. <laughs> I'll answer yeah, your question. Uh, let, yeah, let us hear what you got because uh, I know if I constantly picked up somebody late from work, if they ask me to pick them up every day, and I'm always, always late, I don't know. Would that be a thing of uh, I'm just a procrastinator or I'm just disrespectful or I'm lazy? Or I would say it's both. <laughs> Lamont, that's very bad. It's not good. If you say you're going to do something, you know, what it's, again, what it says is my time's more important than yours. I'm more than more important than you. You can just sit and wait for me. You know, I'm not respecting your time. So, that, 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 that. (laughs) Well, if you're stuck in traffic, that's another thing. (laughs) Let me give you some more tips. Um, I know this sounds ridiculous, but you have no idea how many letters that I have received from men who say, is it okay if I just go to a date directly from the gym without showering? Uh, Personal hygiene matters. Um, You know, you don't have to dress up all the time, but forgetting to be clean, particularly on weekends, and you'd be amazed how many people decide on weekends they they can skip a shower. We're wearing some shapeless sweats all the time because they're comfortable. 
I mean, that's just depressing. And it sends a message that you're not interested in romance. Play it simply. Well, what guy would think that being funky is appealing to a woman? You would be amazed how many letters we get, Lamont, amazed. I guess they think male sweat is a turn-on. And if any men are out there listening who think that it is wrong, it really isn't. Um, people, there is something called pheromones, and they are invisible. They swirl all around us, and we all have our own personal ones. And they are scent receptors, and they are what attract us to each other. They're, they're sexual receptors, but they're not meant to be directly from the gym. You, you develop, you, you um, create them out of your own natural body, but not out of body odor. So I think a lot of guys have gotten this wrong. Women don't really like the smell of dirty male sweat and dirty sneakers. <laughs> Boy, I totally agree and and I just never could understand this, but, I mean, you know, I've been getting letters since 1998, and I mean, I've I've seen it all, I've heard it all, um, but we get a lot like that. I mean, you interestingly, the the questions that we get by and large are not wacky. I mean, they're they're things that really bother people, and they're very, you know, normal questions like my boyfriend hates my cat, you know. <laughs> You know, what do I do about that? He wants me to love his dog, but he hates my cat. It's it's one of our number one questions. Or he does, doesn't want to get off the couch and do anything. He just wants to play his Xbox. You know, these wow. we get billions of questions like this. Or I gave him a gift, and he didn't give me one in, in exchange. That's probably number two in terms of questions that we get the most of. Because these are things that really bother people. I mean, I don't know if that's ever now, happened to you. When you know. totally, I got a whole bunch of us, and I think we have a caller here. Um, actually, okay. a couple. I'm gonna take this okay. one first. Uh, five six two, you're on. Hello. Hello, you're on. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello, welcome to the How show. How are you? I'm blessed, thanks. My name is Tammy Lynn. I was listening in on your conversation. Do okay. I continue with my show, question Tammy. or comment? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Welcome, sure. Tammy. You have a question? I have a question and a comment. First of all, I think what, a, uh, and I'd like to ask the person hosting with you, um, do you think that social media has played a large of a large part of the process of people lack of communication because uh, everyone seems to think that you uh, what is this Facebook a personal problem or if you have conflict and there's no real resolution so do you think that the social media has stifened the independent thought and how we proceed in relationships your name your name's Tammy Tammy yes Yes, I yes, I the answer is yes, absolutely. First of all, I mean with the advent of something like Twitter, people are used to using emoticons and 144 characters to express themselves. So they've mm-hmm. started when was the last time you sent a love letter? 
like a real letter <laughs> in the mail. Nobody does this anymore. Although, by the way, it's a great way to enhance romance. Send a real letter to somebody. They'll be so shocked. They'll both, they'll fall over. But if, to answer <laughs> your question, yes. It, I mean, yes, we have Tinder and we have all these online dating apps. And, you know, it would be another whole show to answer a question about that. But they allow people to connect with each other, but not in a real way. It's a virtual world. And a virtual world is the same thing as meeting somebody in person. Um, and when you truncate your communication to emoticons and, you know, slang expressions and, and Instagram, where it's mostly photos, people aren't writing anything, you, you lose the ability to communicate well. Uh, my husband has an office, and he was telling me that the, the young people in his office text each other across the room. They don't even <laughs> know how to use a phone. Um, this worries me greatly. So, so the answer to your question is absolutely. Um, social media can do great things and connect people across continents, but not in a real way, not, not in the way that in-person interaction and real letters and real communication of, of the old-fashioned kind does. And I think we are losing the ability to connect. We're, we're so cloaked in the anonymity of computer screens, we're, we're mean to each other. I mean, I don't know if you've looked on Facebook, but, um, you know, if people don't agree with you, they lash out in the cruelest ways, <laughs> in ways you would never do in person. You know, you never dream of talking to someone like that. But on a computer, you people do. So, yeah, then it does worry me. And I, people are breaking up or ghosting people, you know, in relationships. I think that's heartless. You know, yes. of course, I'm a little old-fashioned, but I think so. Well, that's always good. Old-fashioned is what's in. And one more comment before I listen in. Um, I think that a lot of the computer, I love what it does, but I think what we've gotten away from is, is sleeping and resting and getting our melatonin and all of the things that rest does. So when you spend all night on the computer and you, you know, you're fussy and da-da-da-da and you don't rest, then it affects how we communicate with one another. But i just like to say the dramatic said, be who you are. Well, you're absolutely right about that, too. Very good point, Tammy. Absolutely. Um, you should turn your computer off or your phone at least 30 minutes before you go to bed. But I admit, I don't even do it. I'm playing Candy Crush. You know? <laughs> and it, it makes you stressed out. If I don't win, then I don't sleep. <laughs> Thanks so much for oh, your bite comment. Your nails, it's a really bite good your one. Nails. Well, I'll listen in. Uh, thank, thank you. All right. Thanks for the call, Tammy. Okay. I think thank we have you. another call as well. Uh, let me see who we have here. 424, you on? Hello? Hello? Do you have a question? Yes, you're on. 424, do you have a question? You're on live with Counterplay. I scared somebody away. <laughs> Don't let me scare you away. All righty then. Well, I hope I okay. hope your husband's not mean work. to you. <laughs> I hope her husband wasn't mean to her. Anyway, um, uh, what what do you think is the biggest mistake singles make when trying to find love? Well, we kind of touched on it. 
I think that they don't really look at what it is that will make them happy long term. So I'll tell you a little story. On Facebook, actually, somebody posted a picture of a teeny weeny little diamond ring. I mean, it was so small, it was barely a chip. And that she wrote, would you say yes to a man who gave you this ring? And there must have been 150 responses. Oh, hell no. No, absolutely not. And I wrote in and I said, when I got married to my husband 26 years ago, he didn't have any money. So I didn't even get a ring. But I knew he was a good guy who would make a good living and be a great husband, you know. And eventually he did all those things. He has his own business. And he bought me a ring. I said, but if you get a big flashy ring from some guy, he could go broke the next day. He could end up in jail. He could leave you. Um, you can't, you can't, you shouldn't look at somebody. You should look at the content of their character and not the size of the wallet. Or again, as we said, the way they look. Because, I mean, looks are important to a certain extent, but you really need to look beneath the surface and see if this is somebody you could live with long term. And I have to say, men are more visual than women. So they look at some woman who looks hot and they go, wow, you know, I want this woman. And then, you know, down the road, if they haven't looked carefully under the hood, they, they're sorry, you know, because all that glitters <laughs> isn't necessarily gold. So yeah, I think that's, that's a really big mistake. Yeah. yeah. And, and also I think that um, people would get desperate. So then they start. I don't think you should be so picky that you can't find anyone, but you shouldn't just pick the first person who asks you either. Um, I say you should date smart, not a lot, because if you date too much, like single people who go out, like every night of the week, but they're not meeting anybody, they, they become bitter and desperate, and it shows. And this is men, too. Like, you know, I, I know a, a guy who's, like, he seems like a really nice guy, but he hasn't had much luck in love, and he keeps throwing himself out there to the same kinds of things and getting shot down, and now he's just upset. And it's palpable. You can see it. I said to him, you got to take a break. You can't just keep going out there like this. You know, you're you're like, women are going to run. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. I mean, do some of these people, do some of these people, I don't know, some of the guys I know that don't have much luck, don't take much time to look at themselves in the the, uh, mirror. They don't care much for their appearance. Um, and, and I guess from having uh, bad luck in relationships uh, over and over again, they they just get in a funk. You know, they just they just look frumpy all the time. So they don't look very appealing and attractive to anybody, and seem like they can't kick that for some reason. But it's not just the way they look. Assuming that they're not coming directly from the gym smelling like dirty gym socks, which we've already discussed, it's really attitude. People who are depressed, if you think you're a loser, why would anybody want you? As RuPaul says, you know, if you don't love yourself, how in the hell is anyone else going to love you? If you don't, if you, you, you've got to find a way to say, I'm worth it. I'm worthy. 
I'm worthy of love. Every person on this earth, every person, no matter who they are, deserves love. Every person. And you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm down, but I deserve love and I should go out and get it. And, and get yourself off, off the couch and take a shower and put on the nicest thing you have and try. Because you deserve it. Whoever you are out there, if you're listening, and you feel like no one's ever going to want me, that's totally untrue. There's more than one lid for every pot. But you've got to go out there and find it. It's not going to find you if you're sitting on the couch drinking a beer. You know, you've got to get out there. And and you can pull yeah. yourself. If, if you are so depressed that you cannot pull yourself out of it, then you really do have to seek some sort of professional intervention or, or a lot of good support from friends. You know, if you can't do it on your own, but everybody deserves love, and everybody can find it. I mean, I used to take the subway. I live in Brooklyn, and <laughs> I would take this long subway ride in, and I would amuse myself looking at people wearing wedding bands. And I got to say, most of these people were not lookers. They were not attractive people. But somebody loves them. They found somebody, and somebody married them, and they have families with these people, and and and, and love and support. So you know, it, it's not a question of just how you look; it's a question of your attitude. If you think you're worthy of love, you'll find it. Yeah, I think that's the the important thing that you just said is the attitude, and people have a hard time dealing with their own personal attitude. I don't know. Well, you have to look presentable. (laughs) Yes. First of all, you just have to do that. You just can't let yourself go because first, your first appearance almost is important as anything else. So that's actually true about your home too. Okay, you got got another question. I I won't give you tip number twelve yet. I just, no, we can go with that. It's fine. I just wanted to say in terms of not just how you look, but if your home is like a pit, like if you left all your junk all over and there's papers and crap in your bedroom and your unpaid bills are the main feature of your bedroom, there's no way you're going to feel good about yourself or relax or even, as Tammy said, or call her or get a good night's sleep. You've got to clean up the clutter and make sure there's one place that, you know, a calm, pleasing environment which you can – be feel good about yourself, and if you get lucky, bring someone home to snuggle. Um, you got to clean up your bathroom too. Um, there's nothing worse than a dingy one. That's a real romance killer. So I mean, whether you're a man or a woman, if you're if where you live is dirty and and sad, I mean it doesn't. I'm not talking about getting new furniture necessarily. I'm talking about cleaning it up and using Airwick. You know, and getting the dog hair off the couch. Seriously. Oh, that that's a big thing right there. You know, hygiene and cleanliness. That's a major in any should be a major in anybody's relationship. Well, it sounds so simple, but I mean I've been doing this a long time and these are the things that people completely let go, particularly when they're depressed. You know, they really do. You know, and you just want to scream at them, you know, get your act together. This stuff is simple, you know, and it'll make you feel so much better. But you you just have to take that first step. What do you, what do you think is the main reason couples split up? I'll go with that one. 
why did Cubs split up? Oh, well, because he doesn't like her cat. <laughs> I, that, <laughs> I was waiting for you to laugh. I, I don't mean to be well, right. Well, she can't. I mean, there well, was either, so that, many... either that or she don't know how to make a spam souffle. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. I mean, I was attracted to my husband because he cooked, and I didn't want to. And he'd come to my house, and I was, I was a single woman who ate lychee nuts out of a can and yogurt. And he would come over and make chicken with some sauce. I don't know what he did, but he would keep coming over and making dinner for me, and it was irresistible. <laughs> Men make See, good guys like that. Guys <laughs> like that make it hard for guys like me. <laughs> well, you could always bring takeout. That would have worked, too. <laughs> no, but it can't be. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's hilarious. To answer your question, there are so many reasons people split up. Um, the first is that they're, they're, they're not committed to each other. And if you're just dating someone, it's okay to split up. In fact, it's better than okay because if someone's not right for you and you stay with them because of inertia or fear or you think you're never going to find anyone else, um, you're going to end, end up with someone that doesn't make you happy, you know, that you're not compatible with. But in the case of long-term relationships it's that people are there we live in a disposable society so when things get rough people say i'm i'm done i'm out of here i mean all you have to do is look at the pages of people magazine and look at these actors and actresses who get married one day and six months later they're divorced um you know maybe they're doing that to get publicity but this is not the way to lead a good happy sane life um, you know, a long-term marriage is something that they say actually adds years to your life. It's good for health. It seriously is. And breaking up all the time with someone really isn't. Um, but if I was single, and uh, I'll tell you one thing, if a guy didn't like my cats and I have two of them, I didn't date him anymore because my cats were important to me. I mean, pets are our people, you know. So, um Again, it goes back to your non-negotiables and your must-haves. I mean, one of my personal non-negotiables was you got to like my pets. If you're an animal hater, and there are people out there who just think it's okay to kick a dog or whatever, this is like a no-no. I would never go near you. Um, you know, some, so I think people split up because they find out something about the other person that they can't live with. I mean, we've gotten letters from people, for instance, who, um, you know, somebody has withheld something big, like they've been in jail three times, or they have families with two other women, or something that, that, you know, they didn't find acceptable. So, I mean, those are really, and there's a lot of that. If if you're not honest with someone when you first meet them, because you're afraid they'll run away from you, Eventually, the truth's going to come out, and they're going to run away from you anyway. And I think honesty is, I mean, when you tell somebody some news that you think will be less than enticing, it's a difficult thing. I mean, you really don't want to meet someone on a first date and say, hi, I've had five wives. You know, you would be the sixth. Um, But at some point, you do have to tell somebody that you're dating when you have important information if if you have a, a serious illness if you know these kinds of things you can't withhold forever 
you know. Well, that's when the that's when uh, the real person comes out and the representative stays at home. But I, I think we have yeah. another caller. Let me see who we have here. One one one, you're on. Well, hello, Lamont. How are you? How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I seem like this is a person from the past. Hey, how you doing? You got a question for our guest? Well, yeah, this is Joe. So my question is, um, I think that romance is antithetical to relationships. I don't think romance actually um, is the bond for relationships. What do you say? For the ghost, for the uh, for the guest. Okay. It depends on what you mean by romance. Do you mean like giving a girl flower, a woman flowers? Or what do you mean by romance? Uh, what's your definition of romance? The normal romantic type of um, I- idealism that um, that females have. They're usually the ones okay. pranced in romance. I, Men aren't. I think that hearts and flowers are... <laughs> You know, we're, we're all brought up with certain expectations, and you can't ascribe that to every single female that you meet. Um, I know women who have been planning their weddings since they were two years old. I planned mine in two hours. You know, so am I a romantic? Maybe not. But um, I consider romance as showing somebody that you really care about them and doing those little gestures that make life worthwhile. You know, a hug, a kiss, bringing flowers. My husband brings me flowers because he knows I like them. I mean, he doesn't wait for Valentine's Day. It isn't mm. an obligation. I'm not sitting there tapping my foot going, hmm, where's my flowers, you know? Yeah, so so what's, um, what does romance mean um, to a woman? Well, let's say in particular to you. If you were single, what would you, what would <laughs> romance mean to you? How would it manifest itself to you? Well, I would say I'm not the typical woman, first of all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think there's, there's a... I can't answer your question in, in a simple way. I think that what women really want is for men to be into them, to show that they really are into them. Um, whether it's, it's I bring you a little present because I thought you'd like it, or say you look really nice, or these little gestures that you kind of forget about or you take for granted. Mm-hmm. Those are the romantic things. Bring someone a cup of tea, I'm not joking, because they're like this, because they can't get off the couch, their feet hurt. Um, it's not romantic in, in the big gesture. You know, the giant box of hearts on, of, of chocolates on Valentine's Day is old hat. It's not that kind of romance that women want. They want to feel secure. They want to feel loved. They want to feel noticed. Hmm. They want to be recognized. And that that really is, I don't think that's the kind of romance that you really meant, where somebody comes in with a, a mariachi band or strolling violins. Women don't really need that. They want to be validated, recognized, feel secure in the relationship. And yeah, what's the best way for a, that's, what would be the best man the best way for a man to do that? Notice her, say nice things about her, uh, you know, compliment her. Um, tell, you know, tell her she don't look, what she says. Tell her she don't look tell her she don't look fat, Joe. Um, you never no, 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 say that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, you know, hey. like, like if she says something uh, like, I'm, if you know she's into, I don't know, Star Trek, 
and you see a little pen with Star Trek, you think, I thought you'd like this because I know you're into Star Trek. It shows that you're that that she's on your mind. That's what women really Allison. want. Thank you, Allison. Listen, we're down to the last minute or so of the show. I want to give you the opportunity to tell everybody where they can go get your books, and I didn't get in contact with you. Well, I have two websites, theadvicesisters.com and leatherandlaceadvice.com. Leatherandlaceadvice.com is our relationship site, and you can write in questions there. You can send us questions. We'll answer them. You can find me online at Advice Sisters. I'm on Instagram at Advice Sisters. I'm pretty much everywhere else at Advice Sisters. That's Advice Sisters. One word, Advice Sisters. Um, I'd love for you to connect with me, and uh, I hope that I have answered some questions that people have wanted to know the answers to. And Lamont, if you want me back another time, I'd be happy to do it. Have a blast with you. I really have. And we're definitely going to have you back. And I want to definitely thank you from everybody over here on my team. And you were fantastic. And we're definitely going to have you (laughs) back, Allison. Take care, Lamont. Happy Sunday. All right, thank you so much again. Allison Dunham, you guys. If you missed the show, you can catch it in its entirety on our website, wherever you get your podcast from, iTunes. You can hear the show at worldmovement.com. Just Google Can I Play a Play, and it'll come up at worldmovement.com, and you'll get it. And thank you much. We love you. See you next Sunday. Mm-hmm.